This is CliffCentral.com. Don't lie. No, Vavas Ye. Not Vavas Ye. Vavas J. <laughs> now, where you? Uh, you see, I don't know this language. So, uh, Vavas J. Don't, 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 don't butcher. No, don't do that. Don't, don't butcher. Don't, don't butcher language here. Salmanan Norke. Salmanan Norke. Wow. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Andrew Levy and uh, with uh, Rory Sung, we are here for one hour on uh, Frankly Speaking. As per usual, Rory Sung Dumelang. Peter. Now you see language is very important right now Language is very very important Given the show that we want to do Yes So we, we are taking a break from racism Even mm-hmm. though there's all sorts of racism happening in this country right now Yes We can't get away there's from There's some it. pasta You know what Don't even go there I, If I go there I'm going to do that. Don't do that No that's not the show But Andre G. Oliver Olifir is just <laughs> Anyway. A problem. Anyway, that's a show for So we're, we're taking a break from racism because our fans, which is basically your mom and mine, have said that we need to diversify the show a little bit. And we are now going on to some other issues. And now you're bringing this to my table. After I'm learning this language, you want to bring this to my table. Oh, I'm not bringing it to your table. Funan, I'm not the one Funan. that brought Funan. it. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't do that. So we <laughs> look at you. A week, so a, just week, smile <laughs> a week or two ago, we there were you know uh, we there was unrest, twenty streets burning, looting, mm-hmm. um, and uh, at the heart of it was that um, uh, twenty residents, or at least the ANC members in twenty, were unhappy with the choice that the ANC had made for mayor. Didiza, um, the, where the ANC had uh, had had nominated uh, Toko Didiza as the mayor uh, as the as the mayoral nomination, mm-hmm. um, when the people wanted uh, Sputla uh, as 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 the as the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, that then obviously set off a range of things, and amongst the things that were heard on the streets of Tuane was this question around why are they bringing a Zulu person to come and be mayor in a majority Sotu in the Sotu area? Why is that? Uh, it would be unheard of. But what's wrong with it? That? Would be unheard of to see a Sotu person being a mayor in KZN. So we thought, okay, no, so, but that's not so, KZN. So, so, so we've heard, we've heard this, we he- we're hearing this, and we've heard a lot about uh, the majority of 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 cabinet ministers now being uh, of Zulu origin. Yep. Um, and just the question then is: Are Zulus taking over? Is there something nefarious happening here? Um, or is this just a coincidence of uh, numbers and proportions? But hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let's just take a step back because there's lots of allegations that are going on here, Rory. What's wrong with a Zulu person leading Tswane? I didn't say there's anything wrong with a Zulu person taking uh, a leading Tswane, but clearly from the streets, there are a lot of people who are unhappy because they're saying it would be unheard of to see uh, a, a Sutu person Going to be a mayor or even a premier of, of KZN. But then we were speaking to Butmuzi, uh, just before the show and he said, no, Terra Lukota was in KZN. So there's obviously, uh, it's a, double standards there, here. There's varying, there's varying we opinions on this. We there's, forget history. There's varying opinions on this. And that's why we need people who are a lot smarter than you and I to help us to understand this. All I know is that I think that I'm going to be on the right side of this coin 
for the first time in a long time, you know. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm in studio here. I'm sitting with three Zulu men. I'm the only one who's not Zulu in the studio. <laughs> How's that feeling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trembling. <laughs> so we're asking our Zulus taking over, and frankly speaking, uh, one hour of checking out if uh, tribalism is coming back in. You know, like uh, back in the day, of course, apartheid, um, apartheid unified um, black people in South Africa because there was a greater cause to fight. But if you go back in history a little bit uh, further, we all remember the Shaka Zulus of this world. Um, and there was a lot of tribal fractions and factions. Um, and even amongst the Zulu people, that's the thing that a lot of people don't know about, right? In, in uh, the Zulu culture, there's 220 Zulu tribes, right? A lot of them were defeated by Shaka, but there are still other kings, that live, that are Zulu kings today. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, now we're getting. Uh, we're getting because this is good. I stand to be corrected here. Yeah, I, I did that at school in boundary education, of course. So, uh, but but here's the thing. Wait, who are you? My name is Muzi Kuzwai. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Muzi Kuzwai. Uh, I'm very passionate about this. Good, good, yes. good. Because what we are seeing Kumzul, here. I know uh, I'm not actually. Oh, okay. Um, uh, my my family is a little more complicated than that. Um, He's a foreigner. You see, when, when, when people say that, they know. You're about to <laughs> get smacked. What, what we are seeing is a crumbling of Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we, we have to admit that we missed the turn when xenophobia violence came. Because that's how it starts. You're a foreigner, the next thing you're this, you're that, you're that. Mm. And we're going to see a lot of tribal violence. Mm-hmm. Unless something, unless this thing is plugged very quickly. Yes. And the theory of African nationalism, of, of, of African nationalism is, 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 is taught again. That's how Nigeria tore itself apart. And unless we do something about, I mean, I'm an African and I believe this is my land from Cape to Cairo and from Madagascar to Morocco. That's, that's how I was raised. And it really saddens me to see that that's going away. This is going on. Mm. You know, and, 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 Xenophobia is a form of tribalism, to be quite honest. Some, somebody um, has said that, uh, you know, so, for example, what we saw in Mabobane, in Soshanguve, where I'm from, where it was the property of black shop owners that was being destroyed by other black people. And somebody has said that once we ha- we're done dealing with the white people and they're no longer around, we're then going to start turning on, on each other because it's, it's this constant thing and we haven't embedded uh, the lessons mm-hmm. of the past and lessons from other African countries to say how do we deal with this and how do we create what Muzi is speaking about, which is an African nationalism well, as opposed to, as opposed to uh, a, a tribal yeah. nationalism. It makes, it makes economic sense. I mean, the reason why European Union is a union of, what, 27 countries now or whatever the number, I think it is 27 countries, is because it's one market. Mm. The United States, it's 52 states, one market. Mm. It makes sense for us. We've got 53, 54 countries, it depends. Um, I can't remember what the exact number is, but it's somewhere around that. Let's make that one market. Mm. Why is it easier to travel between South Africa and America, and it's a lot harder to travel between, even by road, between South Africa and Namibia, if you go, if you have to go via Botswana. Mm-hmm. And unless we start to work on that very quickly and very urgently, trust me, it's going to be a lot harder for somebody from KZN to travel from Maritzburg to Soshangube. Yes. I, I wanna, I w- we, we've got, uh, Sibo Shangwane on the line as well, and Muzi, this, this will be interesting to, to have a bit of a, a four-way discussion. Um, 
I want to bring it back to this this idea of Zulus taking over in specifically in the ANC government and therefore the national government. Uh, let, let's bring Sibo in here, and then Muzi, I want to hear your thoughts on it as well. Sibo, uh, good morning to you. Uh, morning, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm cool, and you? Cool, cool, cool. Sibo who has recently joined uh, the Mail and Guardian. Uh, congratulations on your post there. Fantastic stuff. We're very, very excited to see you uh, back in the media writing again. It's awesome. Um, Sipo, you wrote an article um, a couple of years ago, actually, around this idea of, of Zulus and, and Zulus taking over in government. Your thoughts, given uh, the city of Tswane's uh, unrest, is that is that is that real? Is that a reality, or is that just is that media hype? Um, well, uh, the article um, actually looked at it um, in the sense of um, the perception versus the reality, mm-hmm. and a lot of the time uh, you'll find that there is a perception of tribalism or favoritism. Um, now that it's the Zuma years, the perception perhaps is that Zulu people get pushed forward. But uh, uh, you'll remember during the Mbeki years, there was this idea that it was Kalsa people who were being pushed forward. So um, a lot of the time, the perceptions that drive tribal- tribalism, when you look a little bit closer, you find that it's actually a lot more about factionalism and all of that. But at the same time, it is a reality that exists. Um, perhaps it doesn't dictate ANC politics as much as we think, but it is a reality that exists and has existed for as long as the ANC has been around. You can go back to people like Albert Lutuli, who back in the day said that um, it was important to create a sense of African nationalism that transcends tribes and therefore transcends the issues of tribalism. So... It's been around uh, for a while. It is a reality, and but we must be careful that we differentiate between um, the perception and the reality that drives it. But of course, at the same time, at the same time, the one can be a driver of the other. You know, so when people in Tuana say that they think that um, this Zulu person is being foisted onto them because of um, tribalism or something like that, um, you can say that uh, the perception now becomes a reality because now there's violence that is driven mm-hmm. in part by a tribalistic streak. Sipo, uh, so you speak in your article about the homeboy syndrome. Um, do you think that uh, what we're seeing here is a deliberate attempt to to insert uh, Zulus in influential pos- uh, positions, or do you think it's just a matter of the president tapping into his network, which is, uh, let's say, naturally in inverted commas, Zulu because uh, he is a Zulu person, or do you think there's some there's some uh, purposefulness in in what in what's happening? Um, I think you know uh, there are many more realistic possibilities about why this decision was made before you arrive at tribalism. So um, what's being said a lot at the moment is that this was about controlling two opposing factions in Pretoria. Um, one was for the outgoing mayor, the other one was for his deputy, and it's causing a real split in Pretoria, and it's putting the ANC's election campaign in Pretoria in jeopardy. Um, as you know, um, Pretoria is one of those cities where the ANC only lose by a small margin, so the possibility of losing the metro is real. 
So they can't have this problem of warring factions in a crucial election year. So the likelihood is that Toba Tutisa has chosen because uh, she's been around, she's been a government minister for a very long time. Um, She's well trusted within the higher um, levels of the ANC. Um, She's seen as someone who can do the job. So it, it's a case of trying to appease two sides by bringing in someone who's seen as being independent to those two factions. But Sipo, this so is this is not the case of this is slightly first. this is slightly more broader than just uh, Tswane, isn't it? Uh, we've we, there have been reports uh, that uh, you know that if you look at cabinet, for example, uh, it's skewed towards uh, Zulu Zulu leaders. Um, so this isn't just something that is a concern in Swane, but we're increasingly hearing uh, the, this conversation happening. Um, when it was the Mbeki years um, and even the Mandela years, we used to hear of the Cosa Nostra. Um, and and increasingly, we've now, we're now hearing of the... Cosa Nostra. <laughs> now, Can I jump in there? I, I yes. think this is just lazy analysis. It's yes. fucking lazy analysis. Yes. You know, when my dad did, did this, the numbers, when Mandela's cabinet, there were, there were less crosses mm. than, than in, in, in his cabinet. Mm. Zuma is absolute rubbish. Mm-hmm. Very hard to defend. Mm. He's put in family, he's put in friends there. Mm. We know that. He's thrown out Zulu people in Klein Klein for example, yes. for his, mm. for his lackeys. Yes. Now, it's, it's, it's it's very lazy of any analyst, including ourselves here in this room, mm. to just look at things like that and not look at the whole big picture and analyze it and pick it apart and put it together and then synthesize it and see what is the core of this. We have a core of a person who is corrupt, uh, who's child money, person who's, who's, who's thrown out his own comrades for the purpose of eating, as it were. Uh, uh, and not just him, he's probably, he's not just the one person. The entire organization is doing that. That is what is at, is, is at fact here. Mm. And then what you guys are doing is you're taking the ease, the low hanging fruit that makes you stop thinking. So you can say it's just the Zulus or it's the Sudus or the Klausas, that kind of thing. Uh, because somebody, uh, said it because they want, in Pretoria, they want to achieve what they want to achieve and you fall for the trap. I well, thought you were better than that. Well, well, let's I ask, let's, you were better than well, that. let's ask Sipo because he wrote the article. Does the ANC have a tribalism problem? Is, is this is it lazy thinking, Sipo, to to have this discussion, or or do you think? Do you, you have think a discussion is not is not lazy. Yes. but the analysis, the facts that you put in together in any analysis. Mm-hmm. Is what the laziness comes in mm-hmm. Is when you don't want to think beyond this When you don't want to go into history When you don't want to consider things mm-hmm. uh, The fact that Africa was written by a Tosa person It was promoted by a Zulu person yes. So it's, it's those kinds of things yeah. That you look at when they had another song So it's, it's you've, you've, We've got to think And that's the problem of South Africa right now Is that people have taken leave from thinking That is our problem mm-hmm. This is why Butmuzi was brought in Force us to think Sipo um, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, uh, that's why I'm, I'm saying that um, there's a day, the way that you look at these events and how they transpire and all of that, just because someone in the mix raises the tribalism issue doesn't mean that that's what's actually mm. happening. So, mm. yes, um, there might be perceptions that, you know, which is mm. when people say, oh, Zuma's cabinet is full of Zulu people. But when you analyze it, when you actually ask the questions mm. about how did these people come to, 
to be in power. Mm. You remember that Zuma rose into power on their slate, mm. right? That's how he, 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 he perfected slate politics. That's how he came into power, which means that the factions that sided with him are the people who will entirely get the positions in government and all of that. There's nobody from the opposing faction who will get in. And his slate was made up largely by people from KZN. You know, mm. so what you're seeing is a symptom of patronage politics. Mm. So to say that it's an issue of tribalism is actually is, is correct. It's a shallow analysis. It's not actually looking deeply into the issue. But having said that, at the same time, we must also take heed of history and what has been said about the NC and, and what the NC says about itself. And... All throughout its history, the ANC has said that unless it actively works against it, tribalism will manifest mm. within the party. Mm. And that is an undeniable fact. And mm. in a climate where there is a great contestation for resources, where there are slate politics, where people start to get the sense that and if they are on the losing side of a faction, that they will be completely out of power, that will be ostracized. This, we are now creating a climate where tribalism can start to be a reality. That's right. So right. we might say that it's not a problem. We might say that it, it's not manifesting itself. But I'm saying that we also need to be worried about the fact that the conditions that create it are now starting to manifest themselves. Suppose spot on. You know, it, it's things are, are breaking. Mm. And when things are breaking, there are cracks. Mm. Uh, and tribalism has been an issue. And where, where the ANC has actively, or you know, the liberation movement has actively mm. fought against it. I think in all the liberation movement organizations, probably the black consciousness movement and the Pan-Africanists have always been strong against it. I don't think it actually ever touched the PCM movement mm. whatsoever. Um, but the ANC has had from time to time. But to the credit of the leaders who've been there before, they fought it hard mm. in the past. Mm. But at the moment... Because we have somebody who is weak and wicked at the top, uh, he will, it's in his interest to make sure that he stays in power at whatever cost. Is it? Um, whether it's, 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 it's protecting the Guptas or whatever the case may be, mm. it doesn't matter what's going to, what the cost of keeping himself in power is. He's going to do it. So I, I like that you're challenging us on, on this, Muzi, mm. and I think that there's some very interesting discussion points that both you and Sipo have brought up. Is it a situation of, of playing the political game? You know, like it was at one stage easy to use race as a, as a card of, of political buying of votes and buying of, of um, nominations and so on. Now it's a situation of saying, well, let's look at the numbers in South Africa, right? If you've got 10 to 15 million people coming from KwaZulu-Natal who predominantly will be Zulu, if we can get them on our ticket effectively by using this kind of Zulu feeling. It didn't work for, 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 for mm. It's been tried many times before. Mm. It didn't work for him. Um, the, 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 the worst violence between the ANC and the African, uh, the African National Congress and IFP was in KZN. Mm. Zulu people. Zulu people. Right. Mm. So that's why when we analyze stuff, we have to, we have to look at history. We have to 
challenge our thinking. That not the first thing, the first thought is not necessarily the first, is, is not necessarily the, the correct right one. Thought, yes. You know, uh, that's what has happened. More Zulus have suffered between IFP and INC fights mm. than anywhere else. Mm. You know. Fumelo Biko in his book The Great African Society says that One of the things that has allowed South Africa To to let's say Accelerate beyond other African countries After a a moment of division Is the fact that uh, Tribalism didn't come into play So in most most African countries when the Colonizer leaves then we fall Into into, uh, tribal Tribal battles The the struggle almost kind of forced us to begin And the black consciousness and the pan-Africanist movements Kind of forced us, he argues, to to be one and to see ourselves as one So Mm -hmm. it's interesting that we get to this point and now we are we are seeing ourselves as Zulus and Sutus and vendors and so on. What do you what do you say about that, Putmus? Look, Tanzania has, at least as far as we know, has never had racial uh, uh, tribal violence. Mm. But it's a very heavy Africanist country. You know, the leaders were yeah. um, Mozambique is one of the uh, one of the country like that. Botswana, Botswana, there are different tribes in Botswana actually. Mm. Um, I mean, as you go north, you know, they've, they've never had those kinds of problems. Namibia, they've never had those kinds of problems. But what do politicians look for in anything? They look for differentiation. Mm. Differentiation is the is, is their secret weapon. It's yeah. the key, isn't uh, it? Now they're fighting about can you, do you speak in in the UK? Your accent, you know, you you don't speak proper English accent. <laughs> I don't know what proper English accent is. We've been seeing it in social media, and hence the Brexit. So when the chips are down, politicians will roll out whatever differentiation. Is there and throw it and divide us. at the people and divide ourselves mm. because that's how they win. Mm. Politics by nature is finding something that matters to people and that makes them unhappy and you bring that to the fore. All right, uh, Sipo, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. We really appreciate it. We look forward to having you in studio sometime soon and all the best with Mel and Guardian. Thanks very much. Sir. Good luck. Good luck, Longane. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Prince Mashila on the line. We're just lining up the analysts here because I think it's really important to to get a number of opinions through. Muzi um, Kuzwai has joined us in studio. We're very excited to have. He's challenged us within the first five minutes of being on our Which show. Which is good. Rory. That is exactly what what the purpose of the show is, right? We we we. We amplify the conversations that are happening under our breaths and we bring them out for, to be scrutinized. Loving it, loving it. We've got a lot of people talking on Twitter as well saying, uh, SJB, whoever this is, says tribalism is part and parcel of Africa that we have to accept. What? Please, man. Prince, well, uh, what, 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 what's happened in Europe? I mean, well, exactly. Europeans killed six million of their own people, mm. Jewish people. Mm. What, what isn't the tribalism? Yeah. There were, there are families, like, there's a, there's a story I read on the Holocaust, the Hoffmans. Um, and the one family was a Hoffman, was Jewish, because of the mother they'd married, you know. And then suddenly the family decides those guys are Jewish and we're not, we're gonna have them, we're gonna have them reported to be killed. Mm, so, so, and that's in Europe. Mm. Um, and, and, but, but you know what? I always say it's because white sugar will always be sweeter than brown sugar. <laughs> So whatever's white what, what do you mean? is for, is more forgivable and more uh, lovable than whatever, whatever is none none of the color, mm. uh, you know. So it's it's that kind of thing. It's it's happened everywhere. Uh, the Inquisition. Uh, it was obviously it it turned into a religious thing, and those mm. who were because of Jewish people were were being killed, and the Berbers and the Mormon, uh, uh, the Moors were being killed. So white people have done it too, mm. all over the world, and it. But it, we're it, we're more accepting, aren't we? You, we mm. accept what. Mm. White evil is more acceptable 
Mm. All around the world Whites were never ter- terrorists Someone told me recently said, What are you talking about? <laughs> I grew up in white terrorism Yes mm. So white people are always forgiven Yes Whatever their crime is Wow Let's hear from Prince Mashile Good morning to you Thank you so much for joining us uh, On Frankly Speaking How are you doing? Good morning And thanks for inviting me Prince, we always love hearing from you. We we always love hearing from you. We do, Prince. Uh, we we we've had a robust conversation so far. Sipotlongwane uh, and Muzi Kuzwayo joining us, and uh, you wrote an article where you said uh, where you said uh, is Jacob Zuma a Zulu nationalist? What was your analysis, and what conclusion did you arrive at? Well, <coughs> that article was written uh, a few years ago. And it was triggered by observations I had, I was making at the time that um, Jacob Zuma was um, in, in, in a subtle way leading a, a promoting a tribalistic sentiment. You will recall that um, uh, on his way to to power, on his way to becoming the ANC uh, president, there were T-shirts printed 100% Zulu boys distributed all over, mainly in KwaZulu-Natal. And we found some of those T-shirts doing rounds in, in, in parts of Khaute. And people were wearing those uh, T-shirts very proudly, uh, 100% Zulu boy, meaning they were behind this Zulu boy called Jacob Zuma. And not once did Jacob Zuma at the time, by the way, say anything to discourage the people who were doing that. So, so, so I wrote that article to express um, um, restlessness um, on the part of um, other South Africans who saw through um, the raw um, tribalistic sentiment that mm. was being communicated by that, which is why I pose the question, is, is, is Zuma a, 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 a Zulu nationalist? And based on what I was seeing at the time, I came to the conclusion that, yes, this is a Zulu nationalist um, at, 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 at the core. A lot of people, and Muzi, I want to bring you in here as well, as well as Prince. A lot of people talk about uh, President Zuma being, you know, they, they say he's not your typical democratic leader. He's more of a tribal leader. Um, and, and that's perhaps why we're seeing the nepotism that we're seeing. What are your thoughts on that? The, the two things. I think Prince's article, which I read at the time, was, was, was good. You know what it did? It asked the question. It made the ANC look at it. Mm. To say, guys, here's the truth, you know. And I think that after the ANC kind of banned the T-shirt. But, Zulu, but Jacob Zuma <laughs> never said anything about it. Yes. And if Jacob Zuma was a good leader, he would have stood up and said, guys, don't do this. Don't do this. I'm, an, I'm, 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 an, I'm a member of the African National mm. Congress. Mm. And, and so. Party Jacob before Zuma, anything else, right? Jacob Zuma's big problem is that he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's no rehabilitation for that. Things happen all around him. And people like to say he's clever, but actually he's not. Mm. He's manipulable. Mm. Uh, people manipulate him. They, they do whatever they want and like about, uh, uh, around him. And they get away with murder. And I said, you know, and I wrote in recently that the, the problem was, was, was actually created by Tabumbegi when he got somebody whom he knew was the weakest. Because he thought as a deputy president that he could manipulate. And the problem with weak people is that you, they're going to be, if you put them as gatekeepers, mm. it's going to be very easy for your enemies to walk through. 
because they're weak anyway, and that's what has happened. Prince, uh, this is these are this is a big statements coming from Butmuzi. Uh, in your analysis, does your analysis uh, line up or align with uh, Butmuzi's assessment of why uh, Jacob Zuma has allowed himself or allowed allowed this uh, this tribal these tribal uh, undertones to drive parts of his campaign and, and remain absolutely silent? You've got to understand um, um, Jacob Zuma's mind. I think um, uh, throughout his participation in the liberation movement, he, uh, his analysis of South African society fundamentally was that South African black society is a tribalistic society. Much as he associated himself with the ANC, which was openly anti-tribalism, but he saw himself embedded in Zulu nationalism. So his conception of the African National Congress was actually um, not a melting pot, but a confederation of um, of tribes. Going back to the original script of how the ANC was formed, which was negotiation among different um, uh, tribal tribal chiefs. Mm-hmm. So he has always understood himself as a representative of the Zulus in the ANC, which is why if you look at his political projection, uh, you can see that fundamentally, he projects himself as a, a, Zulu, a Zulu man who has been, um, who is compatible in KwaZulu-Natal, compatible in Zulu culture. And that's what he projects the most in the ANC. Now, politics being the game of numbers, it works in his favor because the Zulus in South Africa are a majority and he knows that. So that's what he is actually banking on. Prince, can I jump in a little bit? Mm-hmm. You know, two things. I think we're giving Zuma far too much credit uh, than what he <clears throat> actually has you know, in, his, in his brain capacity. Uh, there are two things. Just let's go back a little historically. Uh, but for, you remember during the days of um, the violence, the KZN violence between IFP and the African National Congress, Tambo needed somebody who could counter Mangosuti Butelezi, who used to wear tribal wear mm. and go to dances and do that kind of thing. They had at the time quite a few uh, ANC people, I think, who some some later on crossed to the IFP. Uh, there was a doctor who was minister of, of prison. Sorry, my mind, I, I, I hadn't prepared. I wasn't prepared for this. For this, I was literally. <laughs> you are no, there was there, there was another one who was the ANC uh, who, who lived in New York for, during in, in exile. The guy, I was ambushed into the show. I must be honest. <laughs> I was going to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Collins was ANC. No, no, he was a doctor. Remember, they had quite a few doctors. But anyway, the, the name will, will, will come. Um, so they, they had quite a Mzimela, Mzimela, Doctor Mzimela. Oh yes. Yeah, they had they had a lot of people high up in the African National Congress, but the problem was that they were not uh, wearing traditional wear, mm. as it were. So they they would not wear traditional garb. And Jacob Zuma was probably the best person. So that's why they pushed him as a counter to Mangosutu Um And that's how we got in. And, um, you know, we all know that when Mbegi won the third term, Jacob Zuma became the good uh, stone that would, 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 would give, would, would basically become the person who, who, who fights Tabo Mbegi on that. So other people who wanted whatever things they wanted to get got in. Mm-hmm. That he went on and beat them, it was, the, it it was just 
bad luck product of the to, a large extent, yeah, yeah. To, to a large extent but he was used in as a counter that's which is why a lot of the of the, of the guys in the african national congress like our dr mzimela um then left and joined ifp because they thought they would have a better future there and then in a, within a very short uh, time they had a fallout with umangosutu as well because their views were never really aligned in the uh, from the onset so and, and I don't, the second point that I wanted to make uh, is, I think we're giving Jacob Zuma too much credit mentally. <laughs> There's nobody upstairs there. Uh, you know, as one guy said to me, a Zulu guy said to me in, in KZN, he said, "When does this man have time to govern the country with so many wives, with so many kids, and with so many friends? He doesn't think." Somebody mm. else does the thinking for him. Prince, uh, is very adamant here that uh, the country has a Zuma problem, not a Zulu problem. Uh, what's your view on that? I think in the main, I agree with Muzi. Um, if we were to remove uh, Zuma, for example, and you were to have uh, another uh, progressive Zulu South African leader, I think the dynamics would change completely because uh, such a leader would not be to to, to borrow uh, Moses' word as idiotic as Jacob Zuma is. <laughs> and <laughs> Very nice there, Prince. Use someone else's words to, to, to express your own. Eh? <laughs> Perhaps such a leader would uh, appreciate the uh, the sophistication of South African society and the importance of um, locating um, um, South African Zulus at the center of a bigger national project instead of um, uniting them along tribal lines. Mm. And I think uh, Muzi is correct that we have a Zuma problem that um, manifests itself as if it's a Zulu problem. Mm. Actually, it's not a Zulu problem. It is a, a an individual um, a deformed <laughs> personality we are dealing with here. I just want to get your guys' uh, thoughts, and, and I think that you, you both raise a very good point, but, but what is your thoughts on the relationship between Zuma and, um, and the Zulu king? Goodwill Zulatini. Like, do you, do you feel that that is that just a friendship thing? Is that is that needed? Because obviously we know that uh, we've seen all the headlines about King Goodwill. You know, receives the most amount of money out of all the kings in South Africa. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Is he promoting promoting friend interest there? Is he promoting the Zulu interest there? What what are your thoughts? Andrew, maybe let's you, you, you need to do research before you, you you get in front of the mic. You do need to do that. You know, because if you don't do that. You're going to start a fire that is unnecessary. Please just do that. Do you, make yourself a favor, guys. You need to read up. Read up the history. Tell me, and I'll tell you why. Um, it's, it's, tell me where I'm wrong first, Muzi. Look, you have a right to ask every question. But during the violence in the country, Nelson Mandela sat across Putelezi. And on the one time, I remember the picture very well. On the one side, they had all the, 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 the IFP guys and the guys on the other side was Nelson, was Nelson Mandela. Uh, the African National Congress And they were having this, this uh, Debate about what it is that you need And that and that And first how the meeting started uh, Zolitini, King Zolitini read A riot act to the African National Congress mm. And said you guys had forgotten about us You don't know how we operate Nelson Mandela said What do you want and how can we help you How can we help you achieve Because what Nelson Mandela was a great negotiator The best negotiator I think this mm. world has seen He separated IFP this is Nelson Mandela. He's, he separated the IFP from 
uh, Zulu kingdom very quickly because he knew that they had a fight, Butelezi and, 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 and the king, many mm-hmm. years before that. And once they separated that, they had to try to kind of bring him over. And he started getting all the perks that the other chiefs started complaining mm-hmm. to say, actually, we supported the struggle. Mm-hmm. And this guy was a collaborator. That's right. what, that was the, the, the words. And that's when it all started. So that was some kind of thing that was negotiated. For that matter, Zuma's presidency has cut back on a lot of the things that he, he, he had got. Okay. Well, not because his presidents actually the KZN and and, mm. and, and, and uh, the doctor before that they cut back on quite a lot of the things that he had. Um, so, and the reason why this it's, it's very important, you know, we we live in a delicate time. The fact is, if our country burns, even the journalists will burn, mm. the media will burn, and. And we can do what, what Boris Johnson and everybody else does and not think. And then after that, we've gotten whatever you want, we've had all the, uh, without the analysis, then you later on say, Oh my goodness, do we really want to go out of here? Do you know? Um, and, and I think it's important, Andrew and, and, and Rory, that you guys should also yeah. do your research. I, I want to come back to, to that towards the end of the show because I think this is worth a discussion about where is the level of conversation and where do we start? Uh, interacting with the conversation But before we do that While we still have Prince on the line uh, uh, Prince, do you think that uh, Whether he's doing it deliberately Or it is by accident Or just the fact that he's not leading uh, Do you think that we are seeing uh, Let's say uh, a tribal, Tribalistic elements Succeeding in dividing us as a nation Or do you think that this is just uh, An attempt that's going nowhere I think we are seeing A uh, um an ascendance of tribalism. Mm. And the champion of that is um, none other than uh, Jacob Zuma. As I said earlier on, um, that's how he rose to power. He saw himself as um, a representative of Zulus. So the T-shirts went around 100% Zulu board. Number two, if you look at, you'll remember um, when uh, at some point when Tawambiki was the president, there was a thing during the rounds in South, in South Africa called the Cosa Nostra. Mm-hmm. Um, um, South Africans complaining that the causes were, were, were uh, mm-hmm. predominant in our politics in mm-hmm. the ANC in particular, right? I think that Jacob Zuma, when he came into power, he was conscious of, of that complaint, and he took it to great lengths. You could see that um, he was placing in strategic position people from KwaZulu-Natal, the National Police of Commissioner at the time, Becky Kelly, the NPA, you could see that the guy was busy placing Zulus in key positions. Now, what that did, it actually mobilized other South Africans, black South Africans in particular. You would drive around in, in mm-hmm. Tesla Houting and see cars with stickers like Shumela Venda, mm-hmm. working for Venda, mm-hmm. which is the old slogan of the Imperial regime in mm-hmm. Venda. Because mm-hmm. the Vendas were beginning to say, yes, we can see that the uh, Jacob Zuma is pushing a tribal line. What do we do to unite and, 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 and remain together? So you, you had this murmuring in South African society, mm-hmm. mainly because of what Jacob Zuma has been doing. So I am very worried that uh, the, the ascent of Jacob Zuma to power has done a lot to divide South Africans. By the way, not only black South Africans, but black and white South Africans. Mm. I, I, and mm. I agree with Prince, you know, that, which is why I'm so supportive of the fact that let Ramaphosa be the president, the next president of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to cement 
whatever's breaking right now, we've got to close it all together again. Uh, because, and, and he's so right, it, it just gives me shivers. You see these stickers that people are actually willing to go back to the homeland system because we have the most divisive president mm. this country's mm. ever seen since the, the, in the last 22 years. Wow. Uh, Prince, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is a heated conversation. We're getting hauled over the coals, uh, taking no prisoners, uh, but we all in the name of getting informed. Prince Mashallah, thank you very much for joining us. Always my pleasure. Uh, we, we're uh, we're going to get Justice on the line as well, just to bring him into the conversation in just a little bit. But Muzi, I want to understand, because you're saying that my facts are incorrect, and I'm, I'm very happy to be challenged on that, because I think they are it's incorrect, a, it, it, which look, is fine. Which what, is fine. What is a fact? What I'm saying, this is analysis. Analysis means taking a lot of facts and putting a story together. Well, no. And, okay. And, and have you watched interviews? And I'm sure you have watched interviews. When the guys interview normally, they've got papers and facts and everything, mm-hmm, and, and they mm-hmm. support them with us, and mm-hmm. they tell you how it all started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the minimum standard, I think, that I should I, expect from all you guys. The, the reason I'm asking you this is, is not because I'm questioning your facts. I think this is why we get people like you, because you've got... I'm not saying you question my facts in the least. I'm saying read and think. But that's I wanna, what I'm saying. I want to ask you... And analyze correctly. I want to ask you about <clears throat> the, the xenophobic attacks that we saw that hit our country and in our country in a, in a very very hardcore way and as you spoke about earlier that's what you know it comes down to this when, when we see the xenophobic attacks happen it, it, it's 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 terrible it's horrible but we saw that that we could have said that that stemmed from king goodwill zelatini and his his information and his speech that he gave about you mean end of last year yes 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 but we had xenophobic violence no, 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 i'm that. talking about end of last year just just last let's years. talk about you see you see there was Venezuela violence before that. No, no, I, you know I what absolutely I'm saying? agree with that. It's, but I'm you not. Can, so, and and I'm, I'm, I'm a trained scientist, by mm. the way. You can pick what you want, but it won't be the fact. What you need to do when you, when you write a protocol of how you analyze something is you've got to consider all the facts. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, but, but what's your question? I just want to get to this because it's not about. I agree with you. What, what the, I'm the, saying. The xenophobic text I'm not talking about. I'm just saying if we look at. And, and I want to ask you this because I want to get your opinion on this. If we look at how the king was dealt with yeah. after that, do you think he was dealt with fairly? Do you think he was dealt with in a way that, you know, that was right? Or do you think that there was something else going on? What do you want there? to do? Do you want to, do you want to see him flogged? Is that what you wanted to see? Well, flogged I'm, in public. I'm interested to hear what you would have, what, what, what your thoughts are. I mean, I'm clearly not the expert. I, th- I think, I think the Human Rights Commission, it was the right thing that the, it was, it was taken to the Human Rights Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you who I want to see flogged. I want to see FW de Klerk and mm-hmm. that, that guy I want to see flogged, you know, because he threw me out of, he shut down our university. Um, like I said, you know, uh, it's, and I wrote about it and condemned him, by the mm-hmm. way, to say he was not supposed to say that. Yeah. Um, but do you know? Do you think what would have happened if he'd been flogged in public? Mm-hmm. Don't you think we'd have had immense, a lot of violence? Yeah, yeah. that's true. So you know, it's, that's what would have happened. I, I really want. So I, I want to move to justice because I really do want to have this conversation about uh, the level of, uh, of of the conversation and the debate. I, I really want to interrogate it because ultimately, this is a conversation that's at the level where it's being had out there. So we're trying to start it there. But Budmuzi has a very different view, and I want to to interrogate it. But first of all, let's get uh, a justice on the line. Justice, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hi, justice. Hi. How are you doing? 
Good, good, good. So today we're asking, uh, are the Zulus taking over? We've been hearing murmurings and so on. Even in the Tswane uh, uprisings, we've been hearing... Uh, you know, tribalistic type of conversations uh, coming to the fore. The question simply is, uh, are Zulus taking over? Um, we've had um, Budmuzi in studio saying, no, the problem that we have is not a Zulu problem. It is a Zuma problem. Uh, which do you think it is? It's absolutely right. And we mustn't fall into the trap of conflating the two, the two problems that we have. A Zulu problem is not a problem at all. There is no Zulu problem, I think, in South African politics. I think that what happened in Tswane is unfortunate because you didn't have the people of Tswane rising up and fighting against um, uh, the the decision by the ANC to uh, install Togo uh, Dibiza uh, as the mayoral candidate. You had ANC people with vested interests Mm. in making sure that the current mayor stays mayor, uh, or with vested interest in making sure that Mapiti Matena becomes the mayoral mm. candidate, who are fighting each other. And so they soak up all these things. Oh, she says Zulu and so forth. I mean, it's absolute rubbish, my brother, because if you think about it, I grew up in Hamantau. Next to me was Sasha Nguve, okay? Sasha Nguve mm. was an apartheid construct. It was sort of Shangan, Nguni, Benda. That's mm. where the name Soshanguve comes from. Mm. Winterfell. There were there was everyone from everywhere, from uh, Lesotho to Lebua Komu to all over. Mm. So this whole thing that suddenly, oh, a Zulu person cannot. Father Smangalisom Kaj was the mayor of Tswane. Mm. Did anyone say, oh, this guy, Father mm. Smangalisom Kaj was the mayor of Tswane when I was, was, was the mayor of, was the uh, a Catholic priest in Soshanguve when I was growing up. Mm. He was an incredible human being who who could who taught us how to fight against adopted. And suddenly, no, you can't have a Zulu uh, leader. It's uh, that what happened in Tswane is absolute. It's a political construct by greedy politicians who want to have a grab at power and they'll use anything and they'll exploit weaknesses in our society and poor people uh, and uh, and in people's psyche about tribalism, it, there was nothing about Zulu, Sutu, whatever, whatever there. So my view is mm. that, no, that we don't have a, a so-called Zulu problem. Mm. If you're going to accuse, say, President Zuma of being a tribalist mm. uh, and of appointing Zulu people, then you have to stop and say, well, why did he appoint so many people, for example, from Limpopo in 2009? I mean, that cabinet, and in 2014, that cabinet was full of people from Limpopo. Mm. Is he now uh, a Mupedi tribalist? No, I don't <laughs> buy that. Mm. I think I think President Zuma has his problems with power. I think that he appoints people who will who will count out to his word and his will uh, to powerful positions. Um, I think that is something that we can have a conversation about. But the, the, the whole idea that that he is baptized by uh, Zulus and Zulu power, I don't think is particularly true. It is worth talking about the fact that in 2009, the ANC lost support everywhere in South Africa except in KwaZulu-Natal. Mm. But look at where we are now. You've just had a change in Crimea and KwaZulu-Natal. You've had a change in the ANC leadership. Sikhe Zigalala is now the chair and Senzom Kuni is gone. 
Um, you've just had four uh, 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 MECs removed from their positions and new ones installed. What is going on in KwaZulu Natal? It's a battle between, a battle between two factions. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a Jacob Zuma faction, and there is a faction that says we need change, and it might be loosely built around Cyril Ramaphosa. These are, you can't say Willis Nkunu, who is now the premier, is is Zulu, and therefore is Zuma. Mm. But Benzong Kunu is Zulu as well, and he's not a Zuma guy. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, I, I think it's more complicated. Justice, do you think that this is now just uh, using spurious cor- correlations to, to try and make a point uh, that doesn't exist? Or do you think there is a legitimate uh, uh, point? It's just uh, it's being sensationalized. Is, is, there, is there a tribal a tribalistic problem uh, that is simply being taken advantage of by, by certain elements? Or, or, you know, is this just sensationalism uh, brought on by spurious correlation? Look, I think I think there's always been murmuring, as you intimated at the beginning, of of tribe and tribalism in our politics. Um, I've I've never been a fan of the analysis that says that oh, this is Africa, and in Africa, you know, mm-hmm. as happened say in Zimbabwe, that Shonas are going to go against the Ndebele or the Luo are going to go against this or other tribe in mm. Kenya and so forth. I've never seen, I've never, I think tribal features in societies on the continent have always been exploited, whether by colonialists in the past or by uh, political elites in a post-liberation uh, African context. I think they've always been there to be exploited. Uh, and and I don't think that ordinary people, when they meet on the train from Mabupane Station to Pretoria City, actually sit there saying, oh, <laughs> there's a Zulu guy who's this to me, and oh, there's a Sotho guy who's this to me. I think what we saw in the early 90s in South Africa, when allegedly the IFP was a Zulu party that was, going against every other tribe was an exploitation by the apartheid regime by people like uh, the, you know, the Black Plus murderers mm-hmm. who armed those people to go into communications to work and we put them da, da, da. I don't believe it was tribal, mm-hmm. tribal or tribalistic. I think it was, it was exploitation by political elites who, who were exploiting difference. A difference mm. that and difference that's not so hard, but mm. it fades nicely, particularly with the right-wing fringe in South Africa. That ah, I told you, um, Cyril mm. Ramaphosa won't be uh, president of South Africa of the ANC because ah, well, the vendors are small, or the you know the mm. Tongas are a small tribe, all this stuff. Guys, but quite frankly, yeah, we, we're I, we're running out of time, and I just want so, to bring Budmuzi here because. You know, we, we've we've gone into the problem. We, we've we've spoken about the Zuma problem. What is the solution? Because you know, as much as Butmuzi holds us over the coals, and I think rightly so, for saying we need to think, we need to read. This is the level at which the conversation happens um, outside the wall, outside these four walls. How do we prevent this from boiling over into a situation where people who are not thinking at the level that they should be and not analyzing at the level they should be uh, start a tribal war? 
You know, when you listen to Justice Malala's analysis mm. and you realize why this guy is one of the best thinkers in this country. You know, it reminds me of what Georgie Armani said after he made a, a suit for Spike Lee. He said, you can't add to perfection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but you know, I think actually the media fans it more. My father was Mubedi. He's passed on now. So I've got Mubedi, six Mubedi brothers, supposedly, supposedly. Uh, the person whose bed I took in the house is supposed to be Swazi. You know, so I've got family. When we meet in my family, it's so different, mm. different languages. The that cosmopolitan family. Mm. My neighbors are devilish speaking. You know where I grew up. Mm. Uh, as Justice said, people meet in the train. People marry. My wife is closer. You know, um, so there are all these mixtures. Potpourri that is South Africa. Mm. Um, but if we fan it like that, when people exploit politicians, exploit it in the media, then can be able to sell more, can be more controversial. Mm. Then it fans, but actually, on the ground, it's a lot, lot uh, uh, simpler than what actually it is. Mm. As Justice said, we know Eugene Kikok and the Flag Plus Boys were pushing the tribalism thing mm. and killed lots of people mm. because it was just being exploited, mm. and it was very difficult for. Uh, and, and we know this uh, for neighbors um, who, as I said, some people are in exactly the same family. It doesn't even become an issue at all. Mm. Mm. So, and I think we. We've got to be careful not to give it what I call Trump time, where absolute <laughs> nonsense is given time until mm. it becomes really big, a big phenomenon. Mm. Because Trump has been given airtime by the media because of the rubbish he says. He says yeah. mm, you know. mm. uh, Justice, uh, should we be quiet about this? Uh, are, we, are, we, are we just fanning a fire here, or is this something that you think is worthy of debate? Um, uh, um, firstly, thanks. Music for for your kind words. Uh, you you're overstating it, but you know. No, I'm not. Not in the least. <laughs> just take, actually, take, I'm, 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 just okay. Thing. Just take it. You know. You know. Yeah. Just <laughs> just take it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're very kind. Thank you. No, I, I mean it. I mean it from the bottom <laughs> of my heart. Thank you. Um, I, I have to say, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. We have to talk about it without giving. What you called that sometimes without giving it, without elevating it to that to that level where we now starting to believe the propaganda ourselves that oh yeah yeah no you know oh Muzi is from Muzi is from KZN it must be he's a Zuma guy and it is and so forth and so on. we mm. can't allow ourselves to see that we mustn't forget I mean Pixley guy the guy who called on all those chiefs and teachers and professionals to come together in Mafiking in Mangawung in 2012, was a guy from KwaZulu-Natal. The first president of the ANC, John Dube, was, was a guy from KwaZulu-Natal. The key thing was that their call was, let's fight the scourge of tribalism and concentrate on the fact that our country, there was the Union of South Africa, and black people were not even at the table. Mm. This was the, this is more than a hundred years ago. And our leaders were saying, you're busy, the structures fighting the cost and so forth. We need to stop that. Mm. And we need to concentrate on the fact that the country is going, is, the country is gone, in fact. And so, you know, we could, we could have fights about, about this and, and elevate it to a big, big thing when, when there is 
when there are such challenges in this country, mm-hmm. there are 8.9 million fellow black South Africans who don't have jobs today. I mean, mm. I mean, you know, it, that is a crisis for me. And and <clears throat> sure, we must talk about these things and and the rise of. I mean, I just, I think what happened in Tanzania was just so outrageous, and they're, they're using people using that tribal card was just for me the pit. Mm. But but we've got to go beyond that. Justice, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's always Absolutely lovely having you. Uh, you can check out Justice Malala's views, more of them on the burning platform here on Cliff Central. Uh, let's, let's wrap this up, Rory and Muzi. I didn't hold you over the coals, by the way. Uh, I must say that. No, and, and we loved it. I, I think, I, I think, I think right. it, it is important, it uh, and that's why I wanted us to have this conversation, because it is important. What we try to do when we put the show together is say, what is the conversation that is happening in the form that is happening, yeah. and then let us, let us bring people who are more knowledgeable or have opinions about it to test these, because... This is us as young people, and I think then the question becomes uh, to an elder like Butmuzi is I'm not yes, an elder, I'm still very young, uh, <laughs> I'm still growing pimples. You are, you are, relatively, you are relatively older than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do we do? So, yes, the media mustn't fan. I'm talking now as us away from the mics and so on, as young people who are out there in communities. When these things flare up, what is the best way? To do it, so you say think, you th- say analyze. What does that mean in practical terms? I mean, uh, look at what Justice did. Um, how he, he, he got the history that uh, uh, Father Mkatwa, who Zulu was once mayor of 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 Tswane. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 look at the whole picture, uh, the different shades of it, and I think that's what is is required uh, of. of of leaders like yourselves, because people on the mic are actually thought leaders, um, and and so to 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 look and and spend time understanding these things when we talk about it. So if people, if somebody came in here, for example, and said just kept on saying, yeah, yeah, that's what is happening, then you're able to challenge that person and say, mm. hey, but actually that's not the case because of one, two, three, and four, um, and also because we're just living at a time of immense populism Mm. look at what boris johnson did in the uk uh look at what trump is doing uh and i think it's particularly on the right on the right uh that the fact that the more humanistic the more idealistic left has basically been annihilated because it does not have the airtime or when the people get onto the stage they do not have those beliefs or do not articulate those beliefs to actually let's make life better for people as justice just said mm. what are millions of people who have a job who don't have jobs those things require more time and more uh, idealism and passion to make them happen all right we're getting the the signals from our producers to to wrap up this this conversation could go on for 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 hours Muzi I really appreciate or we really appreciate you we coming really in we really appreciate you being being, being, being willing the, to be ambushed and then coming in and ambushing us thank you so much for coming in we'll definitely uh, get you on again because I think your views and the way you challenge us is really really important uh, we've got to continue having dialogues like this in South Africa so we really appreciate that thank you so much thank you, thank you. Rory so you know in true uh, frankly speaking style we asked the question and uh, I think the answer is not yes or no, but I think we've been told that or shown through our analysts that it's not about tribalism in South Africa, more about 
hungry politicians. We've got a Zuma problem. It's not a Zulu problem. Hmm. Let's get out of here. Thank goodness for that. Eh? I knew our Zulus were okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Have yourself a great week. If you missed any of the conversation, www.franklyspeaking. Oh, sorry, www.cliffcentral.com forward slash franklyspeaking. Ciao, ciao. This is cliffcentral.com.